Say good morning and welcome everybody, and just thankful to be in the Lord's house again. And just uh, we appreciate uh, appreciate our church, and just uh, we got a just a special, wonderful church and group of people here, and it's just uh, it's a uh, special to be a part of, and I appreciate it. And we appreciate our children this morning, and just uh, we pray that the Lord passes through this morning, and uh, I'm confident that the conviction is going to go out and. We got some people that really need to move, and I just uh, I pray the Lord extend His mercy to them, and uh, I pray they come this morning. But I'm gonna ask Brother Cooper to dismiss us Sunday school.
glad to be in the house of the Lord this morning and thankful for another day. And uh, the kids were singing about the little light, that last verse they sung, Let it shine till Jesus comes. And people might say, Well, you ain't going you may not be here that long. That don't matter. In Revelation, it said, Blessed are, yea, blessed are the dead that die in the Lord from henceforth, saith the Spirit, they may rest from their labors and their works do follow them. So what we do for the Lord's eternal. And uh, it'll last forever. Anyway, our our lesson is just a follow-up on the lesson last week in the same chapter, 8th chapter of 1 Kings, 14th verse. And I mentioned, I believe I mentioned last week about they was they built the temple, and then I mentioned I think I brought it up about us building this church, and uh, and how good God blessed them when they built the temple when they and and they're praise, still praising God in this lesson this morning, but and how He blessed us right at the time that we built this building. But it's not just about when they built the building. Now, you can read the history of, of Israel. And, uh, and God told Solomon, when Solomon prayed for God to bless that house and bless his people when they come there, God told Solomon, said, now, uh, I'll, I'll do that. But he said, if you forsake me, or if your people, and I'm just paraphrasing this, but if if you forsake me, then I'll forsake this house. And uh, there's, I've been in this church since I was just a little kid, and a lot of us have. And uh, and we, it's been a good church, far back as I can remember. And uh, I wouldn't trade it for any that I've ever seen. That's my opinion. But, uh, and God's blessed us. But there's a reason for that. Somebody, somebody was following the Lord. And uh, David followed God. God. David wanted to build a house, and God told him no. But he allowed him to gather up all the material that Solomon needed. And uh, so that was David's job. Solomon, when he come along, he put it all together, or he had it done, and uh, built the house. And those people all done their job; they followed God. But if you if you follow the history of Israel, a few years down the road, uh things changed and it seemed like they they'd have one king and and like Solomon was was a good king till he got in his old age and then he had some problems but uh, uh, his son had even more problems than he did and so on it went on down the road and in a few years they were in captivity down in Babylon. And that house wasn't there no more. Nebuchadnezzar destroyed it. So, 
If we don't follow God, take an example from that. What God done to them, or he, he can do for us. If, if, we allow, if we allow sin to creep in, God can destroy everything that our forefathers had built up, if you want to say it that way. God's the one done the building. But he had some real good people here, and still has. I'd, I'm not throwing off on nobody. We got we got some of the best people in the world. I agree with uh, Ryan. I believe he said that. We we got as good a church as there is in the world. I think God's blessed us. But we need to stay right down to the foot of the cross. If we if we stay if I this is an individual thing. If I stay as close to God as I can, God will bless me. If you stay as close as you can, He'll bless you. I don't care what kind of problems everybody else gets into. If I'm walking, if I'm walking close to God where I can talk to Him, He'll bless me. And I don't have to be at church to get a blessing. God don't sneak up on you and bless you, though. I, I agree with Elbert Smith on that. Uh, you sing, a, be singing a song, or or meditating on the scriptures, or thinking about a good service, or whatever, or maybe listening to somebody sing, and uh, get your heart where it ought to be, and God will bless you. But anyway. It wasn't, it's, it's not just about the building part. God promised us, just like he did Solomon and these people, that he'd meet with us when we come here. When our heart was right. He said, where two or three come together in my name, there am I in the midst. And uh, the only way he's going to be in the midst is if there's two or three here that come in the name of Jesus. And if if we come for any other reason, we come for the wrong reason. We need to get our heart tuned up and get in tune with Jesus. In 1 Chronicles 29, the 14th verse said, But who am I? And what is my people that we should be able to offer so willingly after this sort? For all things come of thee, and of thine own have we given thee. So, what God, what we give to God, or what we say it that way, everything belongs to Him to begin with. But what, what offering we bring to God, God gave it to us first. And I'm not... I'm not just talking about finances. That those have to be took care of. But those are not not that's important, but it's not the most important. The most important is the Bible told me to present my body a living sacrifice, 
holy, acceptable unto God, which is my reasonable service. So if if I if if I come this morning with this man, put this man on the altar, say, Here I am, Lord, use me. And and say that right out of my heart, God can bless me. Same with you. And uh so but who am I? That's that's the the part that got to me. Who am I? And I thought about the day I got saved, and I might have said this last week. I don't know, but I thought about the day I got saved, and what was I, or who was I, that Jesus would even look my direction? I wasn't nothing. I and still just a sinner saved by grace. Biggest failure God's got. But He still He still loves me and He still takes care of me. He's blessed He's blessed me beyond measure. I'm not talking I ain't rich. Never have been, never will be, as far as natural stuff. But God's blessed me. I got what I need as far as the natural. But I got what I need down in my soul the day I got saved. And it's been there for the last 60 some years, and it'll be there in eternity. And that's joy unspeakable and full of glory. And the king turned his face about and blessed all the congregation of Israel, and all the congregation of Israel stood. And how many times, I just now thought of this. How many times have we had services here in, in Lima Missionary Baptist Church and the Spirit start moving and the church stand up? I like to see that. I like, I like to see people getting blessed, even, even if I'm not. I've, I've been in shape before, and I've probably told this before, but I was sitting right on the front bench one time. That's probably over on Albert Street, been years ago. But I was sitting there, couldn't get a thing, couldn't pray. I don't know what my problem was, but I just couldn't couldn't get a hold of nothing. And I was saying, Lord, I need to feel your spirit, and I need to, I need a blessing, you know, how you do. And finally, I got, I seen he wasn't hearing that. I said, Lord, if you can't bless me, bless the church. And he filled my cup up and run it over. I wasn't praying in his will. When I prayed in his will, why he done what I wanted. He blessed me. And uh, so we we can't we can't even pray without the Spirit. Don't matter how good our intentions are. David had real good intentions. He wanted to build a house. But God said, no, that ain't your job. I remember back when I was a kid, first got saved, I looked at Elbert Smith and Jarvey and Flavius Ash and them guys, and that's the job I want. I didn't know no better at the time. But, uh, and I'm, I'm glad I didn't get it. But, but I did think those thoughts, and I believe a lot of young guys do, uh, but that wasn't my job. 
The, the Bible told us to abide in the vocation wherein we're called. So we, what God gives us to do, do it with everything we got. Say, so what thy hand find to do, do with thy might. There's no power or device or whatever in the grave whether thou goest. I don't, I probably didn't quote all of that, but, uh, we've only got a short time here. Seemed like, seemed like it was just yesterday that I come to church over on Albert Street and got saved. It's just a, this life, this life went by in a flash. I've been retired 20 years or close to it, and uh, it don't seem like it. It seemed like it was just a day or two ago. So time's flying, and one of these one of these days, we talk about the end of time coming. One of these days, the end of time's coming for each and every one of us. If the world still stands, every one of us is still going to run out of time. The Bible said, redeem the time for the days are evil. Do what you can. What God gives you to do, do it as, as good as you can with everything you got. Because we've got, and Ryan mentioned this, we've got a lot of people come to this church that are lost. And, and we need to do the very best we can to help to elevate Jesus in their eyes. Let them see that we've got the real thing. And, and pray for the preacher and whatever's going on in church. Let's get in the service. And I'm talking to me now because a lot of times I sit there and wait on somebody else to do something. And maybe God ain't giving me nothing to do, but I ain't praying either. If I ain't got nothing to do, I pray. I ought to be praying, Lord, give me, give me something to do. And if He don't want me to do it, He won't do it. I done that one time in a revival. Way back, I was just young, before I was married, probably sixty years ago. I was sitting back in the choir over on Albert Street, and uh, we were having a real good meeting. And I was praying, Lord, give me something to do. I'm ready. I, I wanna, I wanna do something. And it just come to me what he, what Moses told the children of Israel: the Red Sea stand still and see the salvation of God. So I just sat back and enjoyed the service. It wasn't my time. By the same token, I've had times that God's come along and and give me a, a testimony or something. And I'd sit and argue the Lord, somebody else could do that better. You know how you do. And let the devil talk me out of it. So, anybody got a comment? So the king turned his face about and blessed all the congregation. And this happens regular here at this church the and and it, it ain't just Terry he's he's one he prays he prays for the church 
He prays for God to bless us and to help us. By the same token, we need to be doing the same thing, and I think we do mostly. Uh, somebody's doing, trying to do something for God, we say, Lord, bless them. And I can't, I can't hand out blessings. I don't have that power. But I can follow the Lord when it's, when it's my time. And if, if, I, if I humble my heart and God leads me to testify or whatever he gives me, he'll put, he'll put some power in it that will bless somebody else. And if, did you ever, I know everybody here has done, done this, did you ever go to church and seem like things were kind of down, the preacher get up and seemed like he's beating his head against the wall trying to preach and go out of church and somebody say, wonder what was wrong with the preacher today. It ain't, the preacher can't preach without the church. Now, God can let him. God can let him. He let Jeremiah preach to the people in Judah back when they were wrong. He allowed, he allowed the preacher to preach to them. But in order for him to pre get up here and preach the gospel and, and preach to the lost and preach a message that will edify the church, we got to have our hearts in it too. And, uh, but anyway, the king turned, turned about and blessed the people, and the people stood. And he said, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, which spake with his mouth unto David my father, and hath with his hand fulfilled it, saying. Now what God, what God says... And what God's promised, he's got, I think I heard somebody say on TV one time that there was about 3,000 promises in the book that God had made. I'm, I'm not sure about that number, but I think it was somewhere around there. And what God's promised, you can take to the bank, as the old saying goes. Whatever God said he'll do, He'll do. He told now that's the bad stuff and the good stuff too, if you want to put it that way. He told Israel, if you if you go off after other gods, I'll destroy this place. They went off after other gods and it got destroyed. And if we if we go off after other gods, and I know they ain't none of us got statues setting up in the house that we're getting down worship in front of, like some of them did back there. But we've all got things in our life. If we're not careful, we'll let get in our way, and they're not not bad things. There's a lot of good things that God's give us in this life to enjoy. But if we, if we let them fill our life up more than God, let them get in the way of God, we've sinned. And we've cut off, we've cut ourselves off from God. The Bible said, your sins have separated you from your God. 
So if if we sin, we've, we've done it ourselves. And But he said, blessed be the Lord God. And every time, every time I, I read anything like that where he's blessing the Lord, I think of the 103rd Psalm. That's one of my favorites. First verse there is, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. That's, that's the way we need to come to church. Praising God. Have our heart in it. That ain't always easy. Everybody here knows that. That ain't always easy because this guy gets in the way. So what he promised, he, he, his hand, he fulfilled it. And God promised us And as far as I'm concerned, I'm living proof. God promised us He'd never leave us or forsake us. He said, I'll go with you all the way. Now, I've been saved, like I said, since I was 15 years old. That's a, that's a long time. And God's never left me. Even when I was wrong, God was right there telling me I was wrong, that I was His. So he's, he's ne- he'd never leave you. Even when you're wrong, he don't leave. He, your blessings are cut off because you cut them off yourself. But he don't leave. He'll let you know you're his. And uh, so God's, God's promises are, are real, and he'll keep every one of them. So he fulfilled... He fulfilled the promise that he made to David in Solomon. Since the day that I brought forth my people Israel out of Egypt, I chose no city out of all the tribes of Israel to build a house that my name might be therein, but I chose David to be over my people Israel. And David, uh, and we talked last week or week before last about Jesus he was a fulfillment of the promise to David to sit on the throne of David forever. But uh, in, uh, in Revelation, John said, I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And uh, over in Hebrews, People read that, and they, I've heard people say, well, I, I would sure be glad when the holy city comes down. I'm glad it's already here. In the, now, it ain't, it ain't a, something we can look at with these eyes, but it's something we're in down here. Listen to the 12th chapter of Hebrews, the 22nd verse. But ye are come unto Mount Zion, are, present tense, and unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn, which are written in heaven, and to God, the judge of all, and to the spirits of just men made perfect, already in, in God's holy city. Now, that's down on the inside. That's down in our soul. 
It's sealed by the Holy Spirit of promise till the day of redemption, already in the kingdom, in the resurrection. In the resurrection, this carcass right here, the Bible said He would change our vile body and make it like unto His glorious one. We're going to raise with His likeness and go, go into that holy city up there. You can't separate God's celestial heaven, if you want to say it that way, with the heaven that's down in here. It's all the same kingdom. And uh, this carcass right here is not in it yet, but it will be. It's got to be changed, though. Flesh and blood can't inherit the kingdom of heaven. That's like it is right now. <clears throat> so God, God had a plan. And if you go back to the beginning when He said, Let us make man in our image and after our likeness. God, God's... If you want to call it a plan, God knew what He was doing. It wasn't a plan. This was, this was accomplished in the mind of God before the world was created. Jesus stood as a lamb slain from the foundation of the world. And that was for Adam, and that was for me, and that was for you. Anybody got a comment? And it was in the heart of David my father to build a house for the name of the Lord God of Israel. And there's a scripture, maybe maybe in this lesson, I don't know, uh, said it was a good thing that he had that thought. That's my words now, that's, that's not the quotation. But he said it's a good, a good thing that he thought about building God a house. But that, so he said, you shed too much blood, you can't, you're not going to do that. I can't let you. God told him. By the same token, I I couldn't tell you how many times I've sat here on the front bench and there'd be a kind of a low service and prayer meeting especially and somebody, some of our young kids be up trying to lead the prayer meeting and seem like having a struggle and I'd, boy, I wish I had a testimony to help them out. And I didn't have it. And you can't get up, you can't make something up. God, that ain't God. God operates the service. And if God don't give it to you, don't say it. In, in a worship service. The Bible said, watch thy foot when thou goest to the house of God and be more ready to hear than to give the sacrifice of fools, for they consider not that they do evil. And uh, so, just speak when God tells you to. I mean, as far as testifying or whatever. So, And the Lord said unto David, My father, whereas it was in thine heart to build a house unto my name, thou didst well that it was in thine heart. That's what I was just talking about. And uh, it's, it's good that we got a zeal, if we have one, to do something for God. But be careful that, that we ask God what He wants done first. Don't just take it on ourselves to, to do something without God's direction. 
Nevertheless, thou shalt not build a house, but thy son that shall come forth out of thine loins, he shall build a house unto my name. So Solomon built, built a temple, but Jesus brought, Jesus brought the kingdom. I'll say it that way. And, and a lot of people, I want to qualify that a little bit. A lot of people think, well, the church just started when, after Jesus got up on the day of Pentecost. There's a lot of people, a lot of people that believe, uh, the New Testament church started then. That's after Jesus, we, we had him to preach about. I mean, far as, far as the way his life was and the things that he'd done, we could preach that pretty good. But we're not the only ones that preach that. You read the 53rd chapter of the book of Isaiah, or the 22nd chapter of the book of Psalms, and it tells you all the things that were done to Jesus. And that was hundreds of years before Jesus come. So God was letting them people know that he was preparing a way for them. Job said, I know that my Redeemer liveth, and that he shall stand upon the earth in the latter day. And he lived about probably 4,000 years before Jesus. Or 3,000. It was way back there anyway. Probably before Abraham. And uh, But God's always, God's church is one church. Now we talk about the law church and the grace church and it's, they worshiped different back then. They had to, they had to come bring their offerings. The high priest would go into the holy of holies and, and make his offering. The Bible said the spirit thus signifying the way into the holiest of all had not yet been made perfect. What that's saying is Jesus hadn't come yet, but they were looking for him. Those offerings were pointing to Calvary. And uh, so it's by grace through faith. They believed God. The Bible said Abraham believed God and it was accounted unto him for righteousness. And the only righteousness there is, is in Jesus. So if he had any righteousness, it was the righteousness of God. And the Lord hath performed his word that he spake, and I am risen up in the room of David my father, and sit on the throne of Israel, and as the Lord promised, and have built a house for the name of the Lord God of Israel. Now, Solomon, Solomon built a great temple and done a great work, and his heart was in it. But if 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 Solomon and and you can read you can read and it may be in some of our upcoming lessons I don't know, but you can read where Solomon prayed to God to bless them when they come to that house, and what what God answered him. But Solomon could have said, "Boy, look how good I done." That's that's human nature. He could have said, look how good I done. What a great job I done. And when we start, when we start claiming the glory that belongs to God, we're in trouble. We'll cut our blessings off. 
And if we follow God, I want to, I want to say this. If, if we follow God in doing our job, we have done a great job. But God does the work. It's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. So if, if God's spirit moves in what we're doing, I don't have any control over that. You don't have any control over that. That's in God's hands. So if he, if he blesses us to have some spirit in what we're doing, that's God doing the work. It's God that gives the increase. It's just up to me to say, here I am, Lord, use me. And then, I, did you ever do something for God? I know you have. Ever do something for God, and He'd fill your cup up and run it over, and bless you so good you couldn't hardly sit still. Ain't that, ain't that worth working for him for? <laughs> Up. It's joy. I, I love that scripture. Joy unspeakable and full of glory. And the peace of God passeth understanding. That song Tracy sings, Oh, what a joy it is to serve him. That's, that's an absolute fact. The greatest joy I've ever had in my life. And, and like I said a while ago, God's blessed me, seemed like every way I've turned. But the greatest joy I've had in my life was when I was close to God and it could feel His Spirit down in my soul. I remember, I remember the day I got saved, and I presume everybody here can, but I remember the day I got saved. And there's been a lot of things that I've forgot down through the years. I've run into people that I went to school with, and they call me by name, and I didn't know them from Adam. But I remember the day I got saved, just like it was yesterday. I, I've told this hundreds of times. I was standing about four seats back over on this side of the church, over on Albert Street. And God called me and make a long story short, I come out, come to the altar, God saved me. And I was feeling bad when I was back there. I was scared to death. I knowed I was going to hell. I felt awful. I've said before, it's the worst day of my life. But when I come to Jesus and he, he saved me, that was the best day of my life, and it still is. And, uh, but I, I couldn't, I can't tell you, it's, well, it, joy unspeakable. You can't, you can't tell it. You can just, you can just say you got it. But that morning I went home walking on the clouds. And God still lets me get there every once in a while. And uh, I appreciate what God gave me when He saved me. It's, and I, I, 
I've probably said this thousands of times, the very best thing that's ever happened to me in my life. And I've got a good wife, and we love each other real good, and, and I've got three kids, and we love them, we love each other, and a bunch of grandkids and great-grandkids. God's blessed us. But the very best thing he'd done for either one of us, and my wife will tell you the same thing, was when we got saved. And the Bible said, and if, if we'll let him, if we'll let him, the Bible said we're kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation. Now, that's down in our soul. God's got that sealed up by the Holy Spirit of promise till the day of redemption. But he'll keep, he'll help us keep this thing in line if we'll let him. He's given us all the tools we need. Did you ever, did you ever have Satan giving you a real hard time about something? You just couldn't seem like you couldn't handle it and get off on your knees somewhere and say, Lord, I need some help. I know probably everybody has. I've been there a bunch of times and, and God filled my cup up and run it over and Satan was gone. But anyway, anybody got a comment? And I have set there a place for the ark wherein is the covenant of the Lord which he made with our fathers when he brought them out of the land of Egypt. And uh, God allowed us to build this house but we've got a we've got a covenant with God too. And we've got a covenant with this church. And I everybody everybody that belongs to this church ought to read that covenant and make sure they understand what it's saying. But we've got a covenant with God. I've promised God, and I probably everybody here has. I've promised God over and over and over in my life, Lord, if you will help me with this problem, I'll do anything you want me to. And God knew I was going to fail, but he helped me anyway. That's what kind of God we've got. And uh, so if, God, if God's give us a job to do, what thy hand find to do, do with thy might. Because one of these days, we're going to lay down and die. Then our work will be over. But we need to put our whole heart into what God gives us to do so that when the time comes and we're laid out in the graveyard somewhere, that we'll have some work still following us. I, I, I've talked several times this morning about some of the people that was in this church when I was just a boy and, and on up till now. And a lot of them crossed the river, about all of them, bunch of them. But they left a legacy. Their works are still following them. And we need to do the very same thing 
when we leave here, leave as good a church here as there was when I got saved. That's, the Lord's got a lot to do with that, but it's up to me. If we go off after other gods and go off after sin, uh, God will pull His Spirit back. And you won't even have church. You might come, you might come and have a get-together. But if, if there's sin in the camp, God won't bless. You remember when Achan stole the golden wedge, it caused Israel all kinds of problems. So if I've got a golden wedge hid, hid in my tent, I need to get it out of there. Now I'm, I'm running out of time. I'm, I'm going to read a, I'm going to read about one of the, one of God's promises. And then I'm quitting. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. Promise of God, ready to be revealed. And uh, if you're saved by the grace of God, you're ready. And we need to, we need to live... While we're here, like we belong to God, so that our people can see Jesus in us.